I'm thrilled that uh, you have chosen to be here with us this morning on this uh, special Easter celebration. And I wish that I could actually sing my sermon this morning, but I've tried at home and uh, I was recommended I shouldn't do it. Um, I don't think I've got words in my English vocabulary to thank those that have put this program together. The amount of effort, time, energy, passion, creativity that has gone into making this possible is highly appreciated by the pastoral team and I believe by us as a church family and those that are visiting with us today. And um, I hope that your hearts have been touched by God's love because that's why we sung, to experience God's love in our hearts. We'd like to welcome those that are watching us on TV this morning. It is sad they cannot join us uh, here in this building, but I believe they will be blessed as well as they participate, uh, watching, listening, and probably singing, because as they sing, no one listens to them, so they can sing. But if I were to sing, it would be a problem. You see, in preparation for today's message, a pastor does a number of things. Number one, in my opinion, is prayer. You need to pray to receive inspiration from God. Secondly, you need to study the Bible. Uh, you need to listen to God's voice as He inspires you. But this week I did something new. I added something else to my preparation. And that was, I went shopping. You see, when people, majority of people think of Easter, they think, they think of a number of things. And I imagine I'll be hijacked by the kids at the end of my presentation. Hot cross buns, the chocolate version. The famous and most popular one, the chocolate bunny, Easter bunny. And the other famous item that comes in various uh, flavors is the Easter egg. And if you were to take the time to think about these items, they've got nothing to do with the Easter story. They've got nothing to do with the Bible. And yet, when people think of Easter, one of the main things, they, um, one of the items that comes to mind is chocolate eggs, the Easter bunny, and the hot cross buns. And what I believe, and I could be wrong, and I'm happy for you to correct me, but I believe that we live in a society that is fighting very hard to help us forget the reason for the season. They help us forget the reason for the season, but this morning, as a church family, and if you're here for the first time, I hope you'll be blessed, we will try to focus on the real meaning of what Easter is all about. Every year, and I want you to listen to this, every year, one-third of world's population, one-third of world's population is celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? And it started 2,000 years ago with, with 12 people and, those, and then the number of those that witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now one-third of world's population is celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, my friend, death, Jesus' death on the cross was extremely significant. But it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead that gave the cross the power to forgive and to transform our lives. Can we say amen to that? 
It wasn't enough for Jesus to die on the cross. He had to defeat the most hated enemy that we have, and that is death. And he defeated that enemy. And because of his resurrection, today we can celebrate our victory as well. If you have your Bibles, I'll invite you to open up with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 14. That is in uh, New Testament. If some of you uh, like to use tablets, smartphones, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. 14, and we find here the key verse for us this morning, and you also have it printed on our bulletins on, on the back page. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, I think in my opinion is one of the most powerful, most significant Bible verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 says this, And if Christ is not risen... Our preaching, then our preaching is empty. And our faith is also empty. In other words, the Apostle Paul, the one that wrote this letter, is saying, You know, my friend, if Christ only died and He did not come out of the grave, then our faith is empty. And our preaching is empty. Because we simply believe in a man that died on a cross. The resurrection is the one that gives the cross the power that it has today. You see, my friends, resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most significant event in human history. It is the essence, it is the foundation, it is the cornerstone of Christianity. And today we are here to celebrate this victory of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is also the only explanation for the rise of Christianity. Because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the disciples were terrified, they were locked in rooms, uh, they didn't know what was going to happen to them. But it was their encounter with Jesus Christ that changed them from fearful disciples to bold disciples. In A.D. 20, A.D. 20, there was no such thing as the... Christian church. By AD 120, the Roman emperors living in Rome at that stage were receiving letters from various proconsuls around the empires because they were worried about the Christians. They did not know how to handle them, how to deal with them. Not only that, I find it interesting that this very uh, empire, the Roman Empire, the one under whose authority Jesus Christ was crucified, the disciples were persecuted, and you had Christians thrown at lions, and they were burned at stake in, in their Colosseums. This same empire is long gone. This, long, this same empire is long gone. The Roman emperors are forgotten and their palaces are in ruin however 2000 years later we the world is still talking about Jesus Christ him crucified and the one that rose from the dead the resurrection is the power that goes beyond christianity it is the reason why we exist why we breathe and why we move and today we are here to celebrate that event if you're still with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to take you to verses 3 to 8. 
1 Corinthians 15, 3-8, we have here the birth of the Christian church. That movement that was fueled by Christ's resurrection. And I love this passage, and there's a key word, and I'm wondering as I read, if you can look for that key word. There's a key word here. Uh, beginning with verse 3, 1 Corinthians 15. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scripture, and that He was seen by Cephas, that is, Peter, one of the disciples, and by all the apostles. Then, last of all, He was seen by, uh, by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Verse 7, after that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Verse 8, then last of all he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. In my opinion, one of the key words, one of the key phrases is the fact that Jesus was Seen, that is, my friends, that was the birth of Christianity. The reason why we are here today talking about these great events, the, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, is because after his resurrection, Jesus was seen. And it was that encounter between, between those people and the resurrected Jesus that drove them to turn this world upside down. It, is, it was that encounter with Jesus that gave them the courage to remain faithful to God when hungry lions were heading for them. It was that encounter with Jesus Christ that gave them the determination to remain faithful to God when the emperor was threatening them with death. My question is, have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Thomas, one of the disciples, heard that Jesus rose from the dead. I love Thomas, because I've got a lot in common with him. Thomas came before his mates and he said, You know what? Unless my, I put my finger in his side, that side that was pierced, and unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands, I won't believe it. And it's fascinating how God works and has patience with His people. And Jesus appeared before Thomas. And Jesus said, Thomas, bring your finger. Put it on my side. And look at my hands. It is me. And the beautiful thing, you find this in Gospel of John 20. Thomas falls before Jesus, and he worships him. And Thomas says to Jesus, my Lord and my God. But I want to emphasize here is what Jesus says to Thomas after that. He says, blessed are you, Thomas, for you have seen, and you now believe. But blessed are those who do not see, yet they believe. We may not see Jesus in a literal, physical way. But this morning, Jesus invites us to see him with the eyes of faith. Because he is the one that died on the cross for us. But he conquered death for you and for me. 
that we may be together in eternity. Before I finish here this morning, there are three points I want to quickly bring before you. Three things that highlight the significance of Jesus' resurrection. And if I could have my next slide. Point number one says, the resurrection of Jesus tells me that Jesus is God. That's just me, it's not my slide. Uh, So point number one, if you can keep that in mind, the resurrection of Jesus tells me that Jesus is God. And I want to share with you a verse that comes from Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and it says this, And he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, there are many religions out there with many sincere people that are worshipping various gods. But my friend, this morning I want to tell you this. There is only one that conquered death. And his name is Jesus. Have you seen him? Have you encountered him? You see, the fact that Jesus died on the cross does not prove in itself that he is God. The fact that he died on the cross does not prove in itself that he is God. There are many people that died on crosses. Jesus proved his divinity by fulfilling the prophecies of his death. By fulfilling the prophecies of his death and by his return from the grave. The resurrection proves that Jesus is who he claims to be. The creator of heaven and earth, the one that sustains you and the one that gave his life in order that you may have life. It is both the crucifixion and the resurrection that affirms us in our faith that Jesus is he who he claims to be and that he's God on earth, which means his teachings are more than just the words of a wise teacher. His, teach, his teachings are divine principles on which we are called to build our life. And our eternal destiny depends on our response to his teachings, if we embrace them or not, if we accept him as Lord and Savior of our lives. The resurrection of Jesus Christ tells me that he is my God. And point number two, the resurrection of Jesus Christ tells me that he is my Savior. And I'd like you to look at this powerful verse found in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. And I love it the way Paul emphasizes the significance of Christ's resurrection. And it says, if Christ has not been raised, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. The power of Jesus Christ to forgive us from our sins, from our failures, from our mistakes, from the things we have done wrong, that power comes from His victory when He stepped out of that grave fully alive. The power for you to be forgiven comes from Jesus' victory over death. And as I look around here, a balcony, and even though I don't have eyes behind my back, but as I look at the choir and those that are watching us on TV, I know for sure that we've got some things in common. And one thing that I believe we have in common is this. 
We all need forgiveness. Because we have all sinned. Have you ever loved a person or an object more than you have loved God? Think about it. Have you ever loved a person or an object more than you have loved God? Have you ever hurt anyone with your words or with your actions? Or you maybe gave them the look, you know, the look when you want to let someone know that you're angry with them? You gave them the look. Have you ever done that? Maybe you're angry at someone at this very moment. Maybe you're angry with me because I'm not singing my sermon. Maybe you've cheated. Maybe you had an abortion. Maybe you committed adultery. Maybe you lied in order to keep your job. Maybe you're struggling with gossip. Maybe you're struggling with pornography. Maybe you're struggling with pride. Maybe you're struggling with lust. Maybe you shop too much. Maybe you've been stubborn and refused to listen to God's voice. Maybe you have a critical spirit. Maybe you struggle with drugs and alcohol. Maybe you're refusing to forgive someone. Maybe, and fill in the blanks. We all have something in common, and that is, we have sinned, and we need Christ's forgiveness. And it is Christ's victory when He stepped out of that tomb that enables Him to forgive us. Because the Bible tells us if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus wants to reconcile with you today. He wants you to be forgiven. He wants you to leave that past, that, that, those past actions in the past. And He wants you to have a new beginning today as in now. Have you seen Jesus? He's right here. He is right here wanting that meaningful authentic, original, transformational relationship with you. And the last thing I want to bring before you is this. The resurrection of Jesus tells me, and I love this, the resurrection of Jesus tells me that He is my what? Resurrection. And I loved how our church elder Leone this morning welcomed us. And she brought to mind this idea that Jesus can resurrect your marriage. That Jesus can resurrect your strained relationship. That Jesus can resurrect your hope. That Jesus can resurrect your health. That Jesus can resurrect you from the pit of depression in which you may be now. And I love it on that first day of the week when Jesus came out of this tomb. As he stepped out, he declared, he proclaimed with a loud, bold voice, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. You see, my friend, the grave could not keep him. The death could not hold him. Because he stepped out and he said, Oh, death, where is your sting? 
Oh grave, where is your victory? Christ is the one that is victorious. And because He rose, you too will be resurrected. Spiritually and physically when He returns in His glory. And this is the hope of the Easter. My friends, Easter is not about hot cross buns. It's not about all these yummy treats with bunnies and Easter eggs. No, my friends. Easter is about seeing Jesus. Have you seen Him today? He is your God. He is your Savior. And He is your resurrection. From sin... And from death. You see, my friends, Easter is a time when we take the time to contemplate, to reflect on His great sacrifice for us. But I believe Easter is also the time when we get the opportunity to respond to God's love. Would you like to respond to Him? I have inserted some cards in the pew in front of you. And I'd like you to grab it. On the card it says, My response to Jesus. And you will find a pen in the pew as well, a pen or a pencil. And I'd like you this time, this Easter, to see Jesus. My response to Jesus, if you want Jesus to bring forgiveness into your life and have a new beginning, I'll encourage you to take that box. If you'd like to know more about Jesus Christ, His victory the meaning of His sacrifice, the desire that is God to be part of your life, I invite you to tick the second box. Maybe you've known Christ for a while, or maybe you're interested in knowing what baptism is all about. Why don't you tick that box today? Baptism is about having your sins washed away and beginning, being resurrected from the water to a new life. A life in Christ, a life in the Spirit. Or maybe you're here for the first time and you're to some extent puzzled by everything that's been presented. Maybe you're here for the first time and you still have some questions. You know what? We are blessed to have you here. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please tick that box because we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to assist you, to serve you, and to help you in a journey of understanding more about God's love for you personally as an individual. Make sure you write down your name and your contact number and hand these out uh, to the elders when you leave this building. My friends, Easter is about seeing Jesus and understanding that He is our God, He is our Savior, and He is our resurrection. And it is my prayer today that as you leave from here, you will say in your heart, I've just seen Jesus. Amen. Please join me as we pray together this morning. Loving Father, we come before you as a church family to thank you for the Bible verse that says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, I pray that here today 
that faith will be strengthened, rekindled, or maybe for some, lit up afresh for the first time. Lord, we want to see Jesus with our eyes, with the eyes of faith. He is our God, He is our Savior, He is our resurrection. Lord, bless us, give us the assurance that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, that you will be with us. And may we never forget the reason for the season, and that is Jesus Christ, him crucified, buried, but conquered death forever and ever, in Jesus' name, amen.